Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Chuck Charles Lawrence Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck Charles Lawrence Thompson? Too slow. Too slow? You're going too slow. You are... People, you are rushing today. Look, the people need liberty, and we got to get it out to them. They want the liberty right now. Yes, and they want they can only it's get my it from liberty, us. and I want it now. They've got a fever, and the only prescription is liberty from us. In the style of morning, goodness, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Morning in Hawaii because it is still three p.m. Central Time. Not to pull the curtain, you know, let you behind the curtain or anything, but it's not actually morning right now for us. Mm. Although it feels like it because that's how tired I am. Well, you know, as Jimmy Buffett said, there's it's eight o'clock somewhere. I woke up this morning <laughs> on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I woke up on the couch. What'd you do? About 5.30. And you know when you first wake up and you were like barely, you're like squinting and you pick up your phone and you're like barely read your phone? No. Yeah, that doesn't no, happen I wake to up, you. I'm ready to go. Oh, you're just, yeah, good to I go. I open okay. my eyes and I'm like, oh, God. I woke up. Thank you for a new day. I woke up and I saw something that Spike Cohen posted and decided I needed to have like a really uh, nuanced, difficult conversation with him at like 5.30 this morning. Like the first thing I did, I didn't even have my morning pee yet and I could barely read my phone, but I was like typing out a few paragraphs to Spike. How did that go? So it was fine. I got the, uh, the I did it through message, so we didn't have to do it through. Uh, but I just want to say I started off my day with Liberty. As soon as I woke up, I was like, good morning, Liberty. And I started typing. Yeah. To who else? Sp- Spike freaking Cohen. Spike Liberty Cohen. Who else yeah. would it be? Uh, so this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So go smash that subscribe, the follow, all that stuff. Everyone's coming here because they haven't heard anyone mention the State of the Union address. Not this a is sing- the only place that's covering it. I know it's weird. No other yeah. podcasts, no news channels. You haven't seen anything about it on Twitter, nothing like that. Also, sometimes on Wednesdays, which that's today, mm-hmm. unless you're listening to it on a different day. You, For us, you right choose. now, it's Wednesday. Sometimes we do white pills. Because mm-hmm. you have to know, despite all the other BS we talk about, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday... And what happens over the weekend, there are some good things. Overall. Some good things, and life is still, you know, kind of trucking along. We want it to be better. We want people to be freer. Talk about all that stuff, but let's get into the first one here, which I think is good. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. From The Guardian, we're going to get through these quickly so we can get to the State of the Union and, you know, laugh about our president, kind of like we did the last one. Mm-hmm. I miss him. Same thing we do. Yeah. All right, from The Guardian... A ban on marijuana users owning guns is unconstitutional, a judge rules. This could be overturned, but a federal judge in Oklahoma has ruled that a federal law prohibiting people who use marijuana from owning firearms is unconstitutional. I don't know about you, but after watching Tiger King all those years ago, um, I still, when I hear Oklahoma, I say Oklahoma Oklahoma. in my head still. Remember, I'm out here by the Oklahoma State Capitol. That's just how I hear it. All the time. So anyway, um, keep going. I think Carol Baskins killed her husband, but still, to this day, they got to find <laughs> mm-hmm. her. Lawyers for Jared Michael Harrison argued that their client's Second Amendment right to bear arms was violated by a federal law that makes it illegal for unlawful users or addicts of controlled substances to possess firearms. Harrison was charged in May of 2022 following a traffic stop. During a search of his car, police found a loaded revolver and marijuana. Federal prosecutors argued that the portion of the law focused on drug users is consistent 
with a long-standing historical tradition in America of disarming presumptively risky persons, namely felons, the mentally ill, and the intoxicated. The is, district- that in, is that in standing with the tra- tradition? Probably. Yeah. I mean, and they didn't. In America's long-standing tradition of trying to take away people's freedom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we hereby declare that this tradition continue. Although marijuana wasn't included in that whole thing, you know, for a, quite a long time. Mm. Well, they just need more things to take away people's rights. I got you. But a U.S. District Judge, Patrick Weirich, agreed with Harrison's lawyers ruling on Friday that prosecutors' arguments that Harrison's status as a marijuana user, quote, justifies stripping him of his fundamental right to possess a firearm, is not a constitutionally permissible means of disarming Harrison. But the mere use of marijuana carries none of the characteristics that the nation's history and traditions of firearms regulation supports. This guy was appointed by <laughs> Donald J. Trump. They have to mention that the guy was appointed by Trump. That's very important this when ju- talking about a judge's mm-hmm. ruling. The judge highlighted that under Oklahoma law, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah. marijuana can be bought legally at more than 2,000 storefronts in the state. So we can, <laughs> you can buy it, mm-hmm. then they're, they're going to take away your guns. You're Even though it's legal to. in the state. Even though it's legal in the state. So they're like, yeah, no, this didn't apply. That's good. That is good. That's, That's a good, good thing. Yeah. Any way you slice it, mm. any way you smoke that, it's, it comes down to be pretty good. Put that in your pipe and toke on it. Listen, it should be very, very hard, very difficult to ever take away someone's right to bear arms and smoking a plant that some random people decided you shouldn't do. I ain't one of them. It's not one of the things. And we believe that if you want to do those drugs and that could potentially harm your life, or it could just be fun. I don't know. Maybe you gain weight because all the chips and stuff. Or it helps you sleep. Could help you sleep. Gets Maybe rid of the back pain. Anxiety. Maybe it helps with your uh, epilepsy or something. I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, but we think that as long as we live in a world, we should live in a world where you face the consequences of your actions and no one else has to pay for your bad decisions. Now, if you were to harm someone, well, there's already laws on the books for that. If there's a victim in a crime. doesn't matter if you're high when you do it or not. No, there's already laws about that. White pill number one. That's one of them. On the books. The next one's kind of, okay, this would be real quick, but I don't remember who posted this in a group. It's cool, okay? I think they need, I hope we get different designs. But there is this company that has designed a style of clothing that blocks facial recognition software. It confuses the cameras. Nice. Now, unfortunately, it's still a white pill. I just you don't have to wear it on your face. I'm no, you wear that right there. Even the the pants. Yeah, so just that right there, it confuses the camera somehow, and maybe you're a giraffe or something like that, Hmm. which I think is is cool. Look at that giraffe confidence, forty two (laughs) percent. Just a person wearing pants. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, you have to look completely ridiculous, but if you are trying to evade Big Brother somewhere. You can order some of these clothes right quick. Personally, I hope that they come up with uh, with different designs, but I guess it depends on the facial recognition software um, and whether or not it just has to be confused with an animal. But it yeah. turns out you can confuse the software. You know, your mom always used to tell me that it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside that counts. So you're saying I shouldn't be so worried about the clothing then. Yeah, 
Okay. That's what's on the inside that matters. And my mom hey, used to tell you that. She does. Yeah. Okay. That was nice of her. Now, to she say told that. me that's what she used to say to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were always so worried. I was very worried. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm always telling Nate it's not, it's on the outside that counts. You know? Yeah. What's on the inside? It's, it's what's in here deep down. So anyway, if you if you want to dress like that, that's cool. Maybe you just committed the crime and you need to evade the facial recognition system. Uh, maybe you uh, you know were carrying a gun while mm-hmm. you had some weed on you. Now you don't want to get caught by the cameras. You can uh, look like you don't look. It's not like a giraffe costume. I know if you're listening right now, I'm like oh, I don't want to wear a giraffe costume. That's not really what it is. It's more like what would you call that? That like '90s graffiti, like an almost. optical illusion almost. Yeah. Um. Graffiti, okay. Yeah. yeah it's it like mixes. a glitchy giraffe. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like very expensive art that you would have mm-hmm. on your wall if it was in a canvas style. But imagine that in clothing. I bet the clothing is, is pretty expensive too. Probably. Like a work of art. Uh, let's just go on to the next one that's also really cool. And um, three white pills on this Wednesday. Just three you. rapid white pills. And honestly, the Politico thing that we'll be using as we go through the Biden speech, kind of a white pill because they really stuck it to him on the fact checks from last night's whatever the heck it was. Uh, the other thing here is that someone is developing a smart walking cane for blind people. Or they say visually impaired. Can he not say blind anymore? Is it just anyone who's visually impaired, not, not- fully blind? I'm not sure. Are there new rules on that? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, If you can hear me messing that up right now, let me know. (laughs) Artificial intelligence, smart technology could make it easier. There's no, you know, it would be, it would suck. It would suck. I used to, back when I was driving for Uber back in 13, something like that, I picked up this, uh, this woman from, there's a school, there's a school for the Blind. A really renowned school, actually, here Around, in Nashville. Here in yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like an X-Men school or anything like that. It's like that we know. Blind. Oh, I mean, that's true. That's true. And it was like a 25-minute trip to her house to take her home. And she was sitting sitting back there, you know, didn't really talk all that much. We're about 20 minutes into the trip, something like that. And she's like, all right, it should be right up here on the on the right. Couldn't see anything. I had to help her, like, find the door on the car. Mm. Couldn't see anything. But she was sitting there, like, counting all the turns and stuff, I guess. I don't know what was going on. Using her other senses. I was so impressed. Yeah. Honestly. She maybe smelled the block. (laughs) Too far. And she was like, this is it. Just counting turns. Or she had a GPS that was playing in her headset, like, telling her where we were. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Engineers at the University of Colorado Boulder are working designing a smart walking stick that would help guide the visually impaired through everyday tasks from finding a seat to shopping at a grocery store. The study authors described their device as assistive technology meets Silicon Valley. At first glance, the walking stick looks like any regular cane you can buy online. When you take a closer look, see, I think they could have found a better way to say that, in my opinion. (laughs) When you take a closer look, however, you'll find several enhancements utilizing camera and computer technology. The walking stick uses a camera and computer to actively map out the surrounding area and then uses vibrations in the handle to guide users to their chosen destination. Listen, that thing might be hella expensive, and I don't know exactly if it's super useful, but I just like that they're trying this stuff out, you know? Yeah. 
think that's cool. The way, the way they wrote this article. Though. I know. Don't you feel like that was At intentional? At first glance, when you take a closer look, mm-hmm. as if they can. Yeah. What is that? How mean? insensitive. I know. And I mean, no <laughs> offense to anyone listening, but I don't, I, I don't know how they didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. It does vibrate, T-Dub. It does. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Okay, there was a State of the Union address last night. This is actually from a another article talking about 15 whoppers Joe Biden told during the State of the Union. Some of them were a little bit biased, like subjective whoppers, uh, something like that. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the Politico one. I watched it this morning, the entire freaking thing, the whole thing, because I had to record it, and then I had to cut. All the stuff out. All I, for you, people. At, all for you yeah. right now for this part. I had to write down. every Anytime I heard something stupid, I had to write it down. <laughs> and then I had to go back and find the clip later on. What is the overall state of our union, according to you, Nate, after having watched the state of the union? What is your take? Strong. It's strong? It's the strongest I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's I'm, as crooked as a politician? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's a weird thing with the State of the Union. It is so fake. It's so fake. It's all fake. If all they would, it. like the clapping, is there a single person in the world that actually believes that they are so damn enthused by what he just said that they've got to stand up and clap for like 15, 20 seconds? And it's a measurement. Like the, whether or not you stand up and clap or you're clapping is a, is a measurement of how much you agree or how much moral virtue you get attached with you on whatever it is that he just said. If you don't stand up and you don't agree with that, you don't care about those people, whoever sits down first for the clapping, they care less than all the other people who are still clapping. We got a clapping. We got a very Stalin type thing going on right now. I don't remember if it was Stalin, possibly it was a story of clapping and everyone just kept clapping because they were afraid to stop um i don't remember exactly who that was it wasn't Lenin because he didn't do anything bad yeah it's very weird and you mentioned hunger games earlier very hunger games stuff going on i just watched those movies and it's not just because it's biden this has been going on for a long time no they're all terrible i so as a joke i cut out all the speech and just kept the clapping and i was playing it as our intro earlier before the podcast and I trimmed that down to 10 minutes so it would fit on Twitter. That way no one could still not, would still see it, you know, because Twitter's video algorithm is terrible. Uh, but I cut it down to 10. That's from about 18 minutes of just clapping. There's 18 minutes of clapping? Of clapping. Wow. Yeah. Biden must have felt pretty good when he woke up this morning. That's how fake it All is. All them claps? I know. I just wanted to see like pictures of people's hands, like all bloodied and calloused <laughs> and terrible, you know, the day yeah. after they did the union. Oh, okay. Well, there was, uh, there was some stuff. I will say there was a little bit more, um, there was some uh, banter, not banter. There was some booing. You see, way back in our day, youngins, it was a big deal when this guy, someone remind me of his name, Joe something, wasn't Walsh, I don't think, um, yelled, you lie at mm. Barack Obama when he was talking, I believe, about the Affordable Care Act. And it was like a big deal that someone yelled out, you lie, Adam. 
really big break of the decorum of mm-hmm. the State of the Union. When you think about like British Parliament, for a second there, we had we had a little bit of that last night, which is how I think it should be. It's exactly how it should be. I think you should have to, I think you should have to fight through the boos and the yelling to get your completely made up lies and BS and propaganda. You should at least have to try to defend yourself. It's like, does anyone really believe what what he's saying? The politicians that are there, him, anyone, do they actually want to stand up and clap and do all this stuff? No. They probably don't even want to be there. No. <laughs> if I were McCarthy, I would have intentionally taken sleep medication and gone to sleep last night just to make a point. At times, he does look like, like he's bring a about pillow. To sleep. Who cares? Yeah. I think that would make a better statement than anything. Take a knee. Okay, so we'll oh, start. Oh, can't do that. Well, that's not good. We'll start with some clips here. This is where he starts with the 12 million new jobs, best jobs that ever been as a president. And so we'll go through some of this together. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all, because of the American people. And two years ago, COVID had shut down. Our businesses were closed. Our schools were robbed of so much. And today, COVID no longer controls our lives. And two years ago, democracy faced its greatest threats in the Civil War. And today, though bruised, our democracy remains unbowed and unbroken. How did COVID disappear? <laughs> Just decided to leave. Yeah. You know, two years ago, COVID, COVID had us down and out, and now COVID no longer controls our lives. Was it COVID that was controlling our lives? I I, feel, I can't believe he actually, I haven't seen this. And so I, on it, like, I'm upset now that good. he could actually say that. Good. He we, said it multiple times. And we predicted on this show, mm-hmm. when this all happened, that when Biden got elected, it's all going to disappear overnight. That's basically what's happened, except for Bernie Sanders was still wearing his mask <laughs> last night. But no one in there wearing freaking masks. The COVID, he announced COVID. That, that, oh, that just pisses me off. Yeah. So there's a few things in there. There's the jobs. Uh, there's the. I don't even care about the jobs. COVID so. shut down our schools. You know, COVID wreaked havoc. COVID robbed all of us our of so much. Of so much. Mm-hmm. It's weird that COVID robbed all of us of so much. Uh, the government printed a ton of new money and dispensed that out to a lot of different people, and not not so much the people. They're the ones who were deciding that. whether or not you were essential. <laughs> but it's like COVID that robbed us of all of that, and mainly his party. Yeah, the, they act like, and this will we can add this in later on. But they act like if they would have been in control. There wouldn't have been any lockdowns. There wouldn't have been any stimulus bill. There wouldn't have been any of the spending. The very few Republican governors who actually kept their state open were vilified. Mm-hmm. They were the worst people on the planet Earth Yeah, for allowing these things to happen. It's insane. It's insane. And here, he, oh, I just can't. Uh, he says, uh, staying here the night after we created, with the help of many people in the room, 12 million new jobs. First off, they don't create jobs. Businesses create jobs. People who buy things uh, create jobs. But people who take risks and and build businesses and provide things—they're the ones who create jobs. If there's 
I mean, if we need more jobs, I recommend they just sign a law creating jobs, but that's not the way that it works. Uh, they say, this is from Pol um, PolitiFact, did this, I believe. Is that is that what this is from? Someone posted it earlier. I think I said Politico mm. earlier, but uh, PolitiFact. Um, Biden is correct about 12 million jobs, but his comparison with the previous presidents is half true. In raw numbers, Biden did oversee greater job growth than any post-World War II president's first or second term in office. However, this achievement comes with asterisks. Population growth skews the calculation, with Biden benefiting from a larger population. Measured by percentage increase from the time the president took office, which reduces the impact of population size, Biden rates in the middle of the pack. And although Biden has outpaced every post-World War II president and jobs gained per year, he benefited by taking office on the upswing of a deep recession. He also has not faced a recession, something most of his predecessors experienced during their longer terms. I mean, sure, I'll take it. That's mm -hmm. okay. Fact check. Half true. It's Which not is bad. false. By the way, I think it's I think things are true or false, but uh, I don't know. We'll debate that sometime. Why didn't it say half false? It said half true. Nice. Yeah. True. Uh, I just wanted to make fun of Bernie's mask real quick. Yep, there he is. I think he was the only guy out there wearing a mask. As far as I can tell. Can't see anything. I had to take out I had to take his glasses off right there. I mean, he is a devout idiot. I'm sure he didn't clap for the COVID thing. Mm -mm. Have. No, it's still, still, yeah, still a thing raging out there. And that mask is definitely useful. It's definitely useful because there are several studies saying that masks can be very useful. I found them when I was searching on Google, and I believe the things that I search on Google and the videos that I see that are, in fact, uh, within the CDC's guidelines. Although I can say that he is appear, it does appear to, that he's wearing an N95, I think. Yeah, there's a recent study so, uh, that came out saying that they're, they actually found no difference between, between those things. Well, by, based on use, like, or they, yes. It's, use. Yeah. Because it's the poor use. If you yeah. wear an N95 properly, there still has not been a study that was a prop, a properly conducted study of whether or not they stop spread of COVID of specific of COVID. Well, there was flu studies also. Okay. But anyway, um, unemployment and manufacturing, we'll skip on to that. That's fine. Near record unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. Uh, first off near record unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. The record was in 2019. We've already created, your help, 800,000 good-paying manufacturing jobs, the fastest growth in 40 years. And where is it written? Where is it written that America can't lead the world in manufacturing? And I don't know where that's written. Okay. I don't think it is. Well, it is written. It's written in our tax codes and the regulations <laughs> and all the different ways that we control I meant businesses. like there isn't a sign. No, no, it doesn't say that you can't lead the world in manufacturing, but it's written on probably 100,000 different pages <laughs> that come out of Washington that we can't lead the world in, man in manufacturing. Well, it's more like we make it really difficult for you to lead the world in yeah. manufacturing. That was one thing I wanted to get out there. How about insulin? We all know about that. Well, except for the people who get insulin, apparently haven't found that out yet. Everyone else has Disrupted. heard of it. We capped the cost of insulin at $35 a month for seniors on Medicare. Didn't Trump already do this? 
People are just finding out. I'm sure you're getting the same calls I'm getting. Look, there are millions of other Americans who do not or are not on Medicare, including 200,000 young people with type 1 diabetes and need this insulin to stay alive. Let's finish the job this time. Let's cap the cost of insulin for everybody at $35. Big Pharma is still going to do very well, I promise you all. I promise you they're going to do very well. He's right about that. Mm -hmm. That's why I put that clip in there. Yeah. They're still going to do very well. What do you mean? Fact check true. Yeah. That is a true statement. You know why? Because they didn't lower the cost of the, of insulin or any of the other drugs that they're doing. What they're going to do is have other people subsidize how much they're going to continue paying big pharma. And likely the prices will just go up because that price is going to be shielded and stopped at $35. And then there will, even though there's barely a market already, will be no market forces stopping it from going up on the back end. There's no, no rule about that. Ever they pegged it to inflation which, you know, six to nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, record levels and stuff. Um, yeah, he's right. Big Pharma is going to do just fine. In fact, I'll probably make more money and things will get yeah. more expensive. Just like big healthcare did just fine during Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Not only did they use this fine, but big insurance made a lot of money. And we got to talk about the um, rich people, the tax system not being fair also. And so that's a big deal. <laughs> We pay for these investments for our future by finally making the wealthiest and biggest corporations begin to pay their fair share. The tax system is not fair. It is not fair. Look, I like how all the people who write the laws are standing up, standing ovations, saying the tax system's not fair. These are literally the people that write the laws. These are all the people in control. Yeah. All of them. Some of them have been there twice as long as we've been alive. Not twice. That'd be 70 years. As long as we've been alive. I forgot yeah. how old we were. I was thinking 20 there. For... <laughs> Dang. Almost twice as long. Lord. Yeah. And they're all sitting there like complaining about who's going to do something about this. It's... <laughs> it's you. It's this building. That's a great shot of it, actually. Yeah. Go widescreen. These are the people. There they are. Right there. It's always someone else's fault. It's never mm-hmm. their fault. Yeah. Okay. That in 2020, 55 of the largest corporations in America, the Fortune 500, made $40 billion in profits and paid zero in federal taxes? Zero? Folks, it's simply not fair. But now, because of the law I signed, billion-dollar companies have to pay a minimum of 15%. God love them. 15%. That's less than a nurse pays. That's less than what? A nurse pays. Oh, God. Hmm. Real quick, what is this crayon that Chief Warren has? I uh, I don't know. A lapel she probably crayon? probably eats it as a snack. It's got some peyote in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um, that's less than a nurse pays. The businesses, well, there's a couple different things here. They're businesses, first off, not people. Businesses employ people. 
the people pay taxes. The businesses don't pay taxes, regardless of what number it is. Just the people, the employees and the customers pay taxes. That's it. It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. always less than what a nurse pays because they don't pay any taxes. And it doesn't matter if they have to pay 15%. That 15% will be passed on to you. Yeah. And not only that, he he's fudging some numbers. Man, how did these all get all out of whack back here? Lord. Um, PolitiFact, in 2020, 55 of the largest corporations in America, the Fortune 500, made $40 billion in profits and paid zero in federal taxes. They say mostly true. Now, they fact-checked that statement. They didn't add a missing context or anything like that. With the new law, see, community notes on Twitter picked this up. With the new law, those 55 corporations, I think it was only eight of them would have had to pay the taxes uh, on it that he's talking about out of this $40 billion in the first place. And on top of that, why'd they pick 2020? It's a weird year to pick to talk about taxes. But you know that in the CARES Act, they, to, to help businesses because, you know, they force them to not do uh, any business for a, a large portion. In the CARES Act, they actually allowed you to go back and claim taxes that you had paid previously and write them off against whatever you owed in taxes. And also, you could carry forward uh, more of your expenses, a larger percentage, than normal as well, in an effort to say, sorry, we forced you to not do business for a while. Now, they, we don't agree with everything that's in the CARES Act, with their provisions in that law to make the tax burden easier. To reduce the tax burden. Yes, right. yeah. literally yeah. to reduce the tax burden because the government forced them to not do business. Also, it was an economic like downfall. Bad. I mean, straight down. I mean, we were there. The market closed a couple times. That was crazy. Halted. Yeah. Yeah. The market halted. I think it was the first time since 80, was it since 87? I don't even know if it happened in 08. Maybe it was in 08 when it happened. Not sure. 07, 08. Uh, Anyway, yes, there were provisions that made this so. And even though that with the law that uh, they passed, it wouldn't even get all those 55 corporations or hardly any of that $40 billion anyway. It's just so they can talk about it. And so Elizabeth Warren can get all excited, you know, eat some more of her crown, yep. crayon, crayon yep. as they say. Okay, what what is next? We had tax system. Oh, what a fact they can call this one out. Under my weird. plans, as long as I'm president, nobody earning less than $400,000 will pay an additional penny in taxes. Nobody, not one penny. Let me make sure I got all of it. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported his- Okay, we'll stop at that. People under $400,000 not going to pay an additional penny in taxes. At all. Nothing. Inflation's a tax. Not a, no. Does that affect people? That, wait, that, that's written into the inflation laws that people under 400000 are exempt from inflation, right? Well, no, but you're mischaracterizing inflation, Nate. Mm. Inflation is just greedy companies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. taking in more profits. I got you. That's all it is. They're raising prices not because they have to, but because they're greedy. So it has nothing to do with any of his economic policies or the government in general, except for the fact that they haven't prevented the businesses from raising their prices higher. They should have done that, I guess. Price controls, why didn't they do that? 
Oh, anyway, they, they want to. He throws this idea out there that he's not going to raise taxes on anyone over four hundred thousand, under four hundred thousand. But clearly, expenses have gone up, and this is what happens when you spend money that you don't have. It didn't come out in taxes from your check. They took it in another way from your check, which is the increased cost of goods. It always comes out somehow. And whether or not you see it, it's the hidden tax. It's a, it's a real tax. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they didn't on paper raise it according to what you're going to file here soon. On paper. But you're paying it every day at the grocery store, man. Mm-hmm. Just look at them eggs. Although I saw eggs declined. I did. I saw egg charts going down. Mm. Saw that too. Big Oil just reported its profits, record profits. Last year they made $200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis. I think it's outrageous. Why? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that, we're going to need it. Okay, but everyone just, as you could hear, audibly laughed. <laughs> I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. Yeah. Invest. Oh, you won't throw all those billions of dollars? In to invest in something that would take, well, I mean, it only takes nine years from the time that you uh, start looking to start drilling, to start setting up, to getting all the permits and everything. Why don't you just put all that money into that? (laughs) That's why McCarthy. I love everyone laughed. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Let's see. You got a little bit more here. Production. If they had, in fact, invested in the production to keep gas prices down, instead... They use the record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing. That's why I propose we quadruple the tax on corporate stock buybacks and encourage long, long-term investments. Encourage long-term investments. Mm-hmm. You're going to shut them down. <laughs> you can't. You literally can't like, tell them. Oh, it's so it's so insane. It is. You this know? is what it feels like to be gaslit. I know he's going to be dead in a decade. So to yeah. him, when he's like, hey, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. He meant, I'm going to need oil for at least another yeah, decade. Yeah, I'll be long gone in a decade. But you guys got to invest in something you know is going away. Imagine that proposal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're on Shark Tank, right? And you're going to try to get some investors' money. You know, you're, you're like, I got this great idea to uh, invest in these oil refineries. The return on your investment is going to be great for, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that 10 years total, and you're talking, you got to go through the whole process of the yeah, drilling, start, and the permits, well, everything. Well, then they start asking you about the numbers, and you're like, well, we're not profitable yet. It's like, well, why not? It's like, well, we're still scouting locations. Mm. Well, when do you plan on having a location? Oh, you know, like within a year, We'll have another location. We're waiting on email back from USGS right now. Right. And then you're like, well, when can you start drilling? Oh, well, that'll be like eight years from now. Yeah. Oh, and that's, then. It's on back order. <laughs> how long does, how long can we drill for? About a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we can only make money for one year? But you want me to give you $50 billion? <laughs> you, yeah. Checks out. So I'm a, 
Mm-hmm. Am I going to make any money? Oh, no, you're not going to make any. But this is, I'm pitching you to do the right thing, investor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about y'all, but I'm my best self when I'm doing things I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when I get overwhelmed, I have a tough time doing those things, even when I know I need to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to that best version of you, because when you feel confident and empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life is throwing at you. I'm one of the many people who have benefited from therapy, by the way. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. This is the help people. That's- it's your job That's, to help people survive while we destroy your industry and move into a different industry. Yeah. That's paying us more money right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah of that's, course they're going to buy back their stock. That way the investors get their money back that they've already invested. They're trying to get their money back. So then, then they can take their money and probably move it into something else. That's probably going to last a lot longer. That's why they want to take their money and put it somewhere else. I just, I, I have to say, Annoyingly, one more time, when they say shareholders, like that's everyone. That's anyone with a retirement. Anyone who has anything in retirement right now, that's including people with unions. You know, unions are always having such a hard time actually making the money they're supposed to. Um, Well, there are some of these shareholders that get paid off when these things happen and these companies help boost their stock. Uh, That's that's one of the things that happens. Mm -hmm. Your pension plan, any of your pensions, four hundred one ks, all of that, all of that's invested in the market. <sighs> okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. They'll still make considerable profit. Let's finish the job and close the loopholes that allow very wealthy to avoid paying their taxes. Instead of cutting the number of orders for wealthy taxpayers, in the last two years, oh, I wasn't supposed to play that part. I was supposed to go on to the next thing. No, we can talk about that real quick. They want to close the loophole loopholes that allow people to get out of paying taxes. I had a, we interviewed someone, I interviewed someone who had took issue with the word loophole for the loophole is when you find a way for someone to not steal from you. And it's like the default is that they can just take whatever they want from you. It's a loophole. If you find a way to keep your own money, right? Yeah. That's uh, definitely thinking about it. By the way, loopholes that they put in the tax code themselves, by the way. Like probably him. He probably voted for the loopholes. I think Chappelle did a good job of this, of explaining it in his monologue on Saturday Night Live. But like when when Trump stood up there and said, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't pay any taxes because I took a hell of a lot of advantages. (laughs) Same advantages that you, your donors Mm -hmm. take. You do the same thing. Because I'm smart. Yeah. Because I'm smart. You pay taxes when you don't have to. You're you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll go to the deficit. We got a few more clips here. Uh, Deficit, we're well past the halfway mark. In the last two years, my administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion. The largest deficit reduction in American history. (laughs) Now, starting with the largest deficit ever in American history. (laughs) 
<laughs> First off, the people on the left are clapping like they now they care about the deficit. A little bit later on, they'll be like, oh, the deficits don't matter. You just print whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Debt doesn't matter. That's All while fine. trying to get rid of the debt ceiling <laughs> <laughs> so they can spend more money. But now that he happens to preside over a deficit reduction, which the only way to not reduce the deficit would have been if they would have passed multiple of the biggest stimulus spending packages that have ever existed in the history of humankind. Mm -hmm. Because those are the ones we already had in 2020 and 2021. You know, the biggest expenditures of money in human history. And so since we didn't go on and pass more, even bigger expenditures of money in human history, that means by default, the deficit went down. Mm -hmm. It's clearly obvious to some people. Not to everyone. I don't know. Under the previous administration, the American deficit went up four years in a row. Because those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. It's not untrue. It's it's not technically untrue, although um, PolitiFact had something to say about that. That's got a little promo right there. <laughs> okay. My administration cut the deficit. Uh, we can look at that real quick. They say this needs context. Biden has a point. His administration presided over smaller deficits than those under Trump's administration based on the CBO estimates. But Biden's remark leaves out important context. CBO in most recent estimate projects a 2022 deficit of about 944 billion. That's much less than the 2.7 trillion the previous year. However, the debt had risen in 2021 because of temporary phase of unusual federal spending because of the coronavirus pandemic. In absolute dollars, the current deficit is much more in line with what it was in pre-pandemic 2019. So that's one important part. I thought there was something else here, but I guess I guess just that part. That's fine. Go through some. Oh, there's that guy. He's fed. Yeah, and again, he's starting with the largest deficit in American history ever. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy to reduce it. How about Medicare? So my many some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans. Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. Conversion? I guess it, um, I'm going to say that he meant to say conversion. What he meant was that he had converted them over to his way of thinking, that, cool. it, that that didn't need to happen. I'll yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, what they're talking about are, uh, is it Rick Scott? Maybe, a, I can't remember the exact, uh, the exact person that it was, but there's a policy proposal to sunset Medicare and uh social security uh, social security i think every five years is what it was something like that 
or you'd have to vote to renew it. And there would be this big fight and negotiation. They'd, they would always renew it. It's, it's, a poly, it's, like a, it's like a plan. It's like a mission statement <laughs> is what it was. This is not a bill that's being brought up for discussion. McCarthy already said no way that they're going to bring anything like that up for discussion. Uh, Mitch McConnell said that they're, no, not, not going to happen. In this day and age, it would be political suicide. Yeah. Now, should they? Yeah, right. Sure. They should at least, they, they're going to have to cut or freeze Somebody should have stood up and be like, damn right we yeah. do. <laughs> Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. The one person, like Ron Paul would have been standing up clapping right there. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, and maybe the guy who wrote that proposal was standing up. I don't know. That's embarrassing. That's awkward, right? Causes that big uproar. Everyone's booing, like, oh, that's insane, you idiot. And like the guy who wrote it sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I did submit that. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty yeah. as charged. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not, oh, I, I, I should have known this, but I didn't until two years ago. 30 million workers have to sign non compete agreements for the jobs they take. 30 million. So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. It just changed. But they just changed it because we exposed it. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. But not anymore. We're banning the... Okay. Yeah. It's literally not a thing. That I mean, it was a thing that they had non-compete clauses. Yeah. I yeah. want to, I will eat, I will eat a $100 bill on camera if you'll show me the, the cashier that tried to oh, that would never quit and go to the place down the street and was sued. couldn't, was sued by yeah. the location, taken the court, lost, and had to go back to work at that place. <laughs> you bring me the time that that happened. Yeah. You can't. No. But maybe owners oh, that God hates fans. <laughs> PolitiFact wasn't pumped about this one uh, either. With you he says the 30 million workers had to sign non-compete. This has some significant errors. Mm. Now they've really ratcheted up the rhetoric here. I've never seen significant errors mm -hmm. before as a fact check. Now that I thought it was just true or false. Now it's not a lie. It's not false. It's just he was wrong. But probably he was honestly wrong. It wasn't <laughs> false. It wasn't intentional. He, it's his truth. Yeah. To him, he believes it. Yeah. And so this is rated significant error. <laughs> the FTC estimates that up to 30 million workers have been required to sign non-compete agreements that bar them from working for a competing firm for a certain period of time after leaving the current job. But when Biden brought up fast food workers, he confused non-compete clauses with a different legal restriction, no poach clauses. Until 2017, no poach clauses were included in the agreements that local fast food franchise owners signed with the parent company. The clauses barred them from luring workers away from fellow franchises. Fellow franchises. The workers never saw those contracts, much less ever signed one. Interesting. Okay. Uh, nothing barred a, still nothing barred a McDonald's worker, for example, from taking better paying job with Burger King. They're literally talking about fr between franchise to franchise that a different franchise owner couldn't go and poach the workers from a different franchise yeah. for the same parent company. 
But even if they did, nothing would happen. Still nothing would happen. Yeah. No one's taking you to court. Or, you but, are not important enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But they exposed this and they got rid of it. <laughs> this is a big win, folks. Oh, man. I didn't, and he said, I didn't even know this until two years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody caused a big stink about something that didn't even matter. Hey, leave but hey, the- took care of it. Technically, up until two years ago, he was right. It's, he took care of it. Um, here's a little bit of wish list items for you. Pass the Pro Act. Should be the worst thing to happen since uh, FDR. New Deal. Was, yeah, it would be. The Pro Act. Absolute worst piece of legislation that they could pass. Talk about non-compete would be even worse. It would. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm just telling you, god awful. Anyone who works on 1099 anywhere, dead immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Because business have a right, workers have a right to form a union. Let's guarantee all workers have a living wage. Let's make sure working parents can afford to raise a family with sick days, paid family medical leave, affordable child care. That's going to enable millions of more people to go and stay at work. And let's restore the full child tax credit which gave tens of millions of parents some breathing room. The, the full country. child tax credit was the temporary child tax credit. They made for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> they made for COVID. But let's restore that. And now that that's gone away, we want to restore the full child tax credit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing as permanent as a temporary government <laughs> program. That's awesome. Nice wish. Let's see. Pro Act. And uh, we got living wages. Everyone has to have that. Sick days. Sick days, paid family medical leave for everyone. Um, what else was in there? I think that was it. Was that the only thing? Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> you can afford all that. Everyone deserves a union. You know, when you're, you know, so the business, I'm, I'm 1099 here. Okay, so that's illegal. Mm-hmm. So I've got to be an employee. Also, i got to have paid sick leave, paid family medical leave, probably uh, paternal whatever, parental leave for that, uh, probably healthcare more than likely, and a living wage, I got a pretty rich lifestyle, yeah. you know? I, I really think we need a dog tax credit. Yeah. I, Those things are expensive. I agree. They're so expensive. God. I forgot yeah. how expensive they were. They're so expensive. Now, this one, I tell you what, this one gets cancer like the last one. <laughs> Dead. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it again. Did you tell Lacey that? She understands. It'll be fine. Do you understand how much it was for the surgery and then do chemo for two years? It's a lot. Yeah. Dog chemo. Yeah. There's no dog tax credit. I think, Mm-mm. honestly, it's, that's racist. I didn't have dog Medicare either. Mm. It should be. I mean, she was well past 65 or whatever yeah. ages. I don't know. Child poverty. No, not that. Oh, yeah, decreased child poverty when they took money from the parents and gave it back to the parents uh, afterwards. Non-compete, wish list. Okay, public education. You know, we we made public education, 12 years of it, universal in the last century. We made the best educated, best paid. We became the best educated, best paid nation in the world. But the rest of the world's caught up. It's caught up. Folks, we all know 12 years of education is not enough to win the economic competition of 21st century. 
What he meant to say was 12 years of education is not enough to indoctrinate our youth. <laughs> we need more. <laughs> we need more time with them. Uh, he, now I don't have all the numbers with me. Uh, we'll we look need to be later. with them until their prefrontal cortex is done developing. But since we developed public education, K through 12, and he means we, because he was involved in it, I'm sure. Um, since that, we've got just the best education that your money can buy in the world out there. Now, that is not true. And I didn't see PolitiFact fact check that. I forgot about it. It was on my list. I didn't bring it out here, but we don't have the best education. Well, he said the rest of the world's caught up and now we're behind. Oh, they caught up. Oh, now they're okay. Because probably because we didn't pay enough, I guess. Yes. Like the budget, we've slashed the budgets probably for schools. Well, they, we need to go more. More money for schools. Yeah. 12 years is not enough. That's what he's saying. <laughs> the administrators at schools, I'm sorry, school administrators that are listening right now. I swear, if you gave, let's, if I donated a hundred grand to a school, they would hire an administrator to decide how to spend the other five grand. <laughs> like that, that's what they would do. Yeah. That's, that's one of the problems that we have. I uh, will keep going on education here. You want to have the best educated workforce, let's finish the job by providing access to preschool for three and four years old. Studies show that children who go to preschool are nearly 50% more likely to finish high school and go on to earn a two or four year degree. Not no true. No matter their background. That's not true, actually. Is it not? No. Pre-K did nothing, almost nothing, if you look at the studies for increasing IQ or doing anything of that sort whatsoever. Well, he said 50% more likely to graduate high school. No, it did nothing of the sort. Mm. It was this whole program, this big, giant study they did, I think they introduced in the 80s and early 90s. Nothing. Yeah. I, um, there's a, there was a big article about that. All the studies basically came out statistically zero. Now, he says no matter the background, my first assumption was, let's say you can find that number. I would assume that the areas in which there was preschool could have also been areas in which there were higher graduation rates for students already to begin with. It could be. But he says no matter the background. I don't have the numbers on this. Yeah. We don't have the for sure stuff, but I have heard what we also, Charlie, Charlie's saying right. several times. And then we also... Uh, George Bush signed the No Child Left Behind Act, which means we just started graduating. All that means is you can't fail anyone. Exactly. That's what I mean. No Child Left Behind means kids don't have to do anything anymore. Yes. That's what it means. And if you fail, they just have to pass you through. Now, you can skip a grade every once in a while, but there's a point in time where they're just going to pass you through. You, like, miss a year. And that's if your parents don't complain a bunch. You know? God, parents are the worst. No Child Left Behind. Not all of them. Oh, when my, uh, when they call me and like quick personal story, Mm -hmm. Parker got in trouble last, I think last Friday, two Fridays ago, maybe. Oh, for stabbing a kid. Yeah. No, no, but he was playing zombie tag, which I didn't even know he knew how to do. And, uh, he took it a little too far. He ended up biting someone. I guess he was a zombie and he bit another kid and, uh, they called me and I, I wasn't like. My kid would never do that. What the, You're making this up. Also, then, the problem is he lied about it for mm. a while. They're like, did you bite this kid? He's like, no. Saying kids lie? I know. And I, I didn't come in there and be like, my kid never lies. I'm like, gosh dang it. 
Of course he did that. I am so sorry that my child misbehaved like that. And God bless you teachers for being as sweet as you are. Jesus Christ, I Mm -hmm. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I will give no stories. I'll tell you what, a lot of parents out there, they would have fought for their child on the fact that their child would do no wrong. Yeah, they would have met with the other parents and be like, what did you do to entice my son Mm -hmm. to allegedly bite you even though I know he didn't do it? You know? Yep. That's what they would do. It's it's ridiculous. My child is not a perfect angel. (laughs) That's for sure. Teachers are raised. All the school teachers are raised. Everyone's standing up. We're making progress by reducing student debt, increasing Pell Grants for working and middle-class families. Let's finish the job and connect students to career opportunities starting in high school. Provide access to two years of community college. The best career training in America in addition to being a pathway to a four-year degree. Let's offer every American a path to a good career, whether they go to college or not. All right. So the last part is interesting. And, I, and I'm wondering if there's just a little sprinkle in there. Now he said, let's provide people a pathway that that's still BS, you know. But what about this, whether they go to college or not? That might be the first time I've ever heard someone on the left say that you don't absolutely have to go to college. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Well, they wanted to go to unionized trade schools. Mm. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Go learn a trade and join a union. That's how they provide the career path. I don't got two minutes left on here. What's on here? <laughs> oh, it's a little skip. I got you. A little skip down there. Let me find the very end of this here video. Dogs are back. Since then, since then, we've recovered billions of taxpayers' dollars. Now let's triple the anti-fraud strike force going billions of taxpayers' dollars. Okay, so this one's interesting. I, I messed up the clips here at the very end, but he's talking about fraud from the COVID money and how they're chasing that down, and they're putting money into chasing down people who were fraudulently taking COVID money. And, um, I mean, like, legit fraudsters still out there, you know, fake businesses, fake people, fake identities, stuff like that. A lot of that stuff goes on. And um, the way that he talked about some of this, I found to be interesting. Now let's triple the anti-fraud strike force going after these criminals, double the statute of limitations on these crimes, and crack down on identity fraud by criminal syndicates stealing billions of dollars, billions of dollars from the American people. They had to investigate themselves. The data shows that for every dollar we put into fighting fraud, the taxpayers get back at least 10 times as much. It matters. Okay, so that part particularly bothered me. Exactly what you said. These people are ripping off the American people to the tune of billions of dollars, and they have to go after them. And then he adds in, every dollar that we spend going after them, the taxpayers recover $10 back. And so this is profitable. Not for the taxpayers. Because it doesn't go back to the taxpayers after that. It just goes back to the government, and they can spend it. So every dollar of your money... That we stole from you. That we stole from you the beginning. To go after people who stole from you too. Who stole the money that we stole from you. We take another dollar of yours to go back and we find the other 10 that we already stole from you that they stole from us so then we can take it and spend it on other people who steal it legally. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's that's the system for you. All right, one more piece, I believe. I put these little skips in here. He thought he was going to die, but he thought about the people inside. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestle the semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed 11 people in another dance studio. He saved lives. It's time we do the same. Ban assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all. Okay. Two times the pistol in there. I miss one of them. Is now the assault one. Mm-hmm. That's it. I miss one of the it's times. Come full he said circle. It. I did kind of mess up here, but he says he wrestled the. He, you know, someone put a semi-automatic pistol in his face and he wrestled the semi-automatic pistol away from the guy. Now the guy had. A, it, it wasn't like a Glock he had out there or anything. This is like one of those. I mean, they're like movie guns that you see that. I don't know how to describe them. You've seen pictures of them. I mean, it was like a Glock. Makes me it think was. of, well, it was a gun. Yeah. You know, it was still, sure, it could have been that. And it really just looked scarier. Just, well, it had a thousand round clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, per second. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But he uses that and then says ban assault weapons mm-hmm. after talking about the semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. Which is almost all pistols. We don't want to come for your guns. No. That's just, it's made up. It's a straw man argument, Charlie. We're not coming for him. Has anyone ever told you that was a straw man argument? Yeah. Who? Everyone. <laughs> In a new age of possibilities. So I've come to fulfill my constitutional obligation to report in the State of the Union. And here's my, my report. Because the soul of this nation is strong... Because the backbone of this nation is strong. Because the people of this nation are strong. The state of the union is strong. Okay. Strong. Strong. Strong as I've ever seen. Yeah. What percentage of that was real? Zero. Zero percent. Mm, yeah. It was real. We, Ellen, we say that, but then we still just spent a whole episode talking about it. It's- <laughs> As if it were real. We spent a whole episode making fun of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Stop, you know, I, I, no one listening to this podcast. We did it last time when Trump did it. I know. I mean, we make fun of the State of the Union. And look, um, it's all fake <laughs> on purpose. And it gets everybody riled up. Gets everybody talking about it. Just like we are even. Costco said how much cocaine was being pumped into him during the speech. Enough. My guess is that here's what I would do. I would... Have a bag hanging inside your coat pocket. All right. So you got your little IV bag. And it's going, going down, tucked into your pants and goes down into your one of these veins down here that's important. I don't know the names of them. The vein in your leg? Yeah, down there. Cause you got to get the gravity going. Like if you just had it and it was like strung out to your arm, it'd be kind of tough to actually get it. Okay. You know, pumping in. I'm saying it needs to go in lower yeah. for you. Or or else you'd have to be sitting there like <laughs> your chest all the time. He gets a little tired. He's like, yeah. You know, it just like taps the bag yeah. a little bit. But it could be hard to get an IV like in your leg. Your foot has some good veins. Yeah, sure. Run all the way down to your Run foot. Down I don't your care. Foot veins. That's yeah. fine. Or it just has a pump built into it. I don't know, like a little diabetes pump on there. <laughs> it's just pumping cocaina <laughs> the whole time. An Adderall? <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Methamphetamine. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yeah. That's what it is. This is all just for them to clap themselves, uh, pat themselves on the back. And it, um, it's all. It is a joke. It really is. And the fact that, you know, 
we just saw the approval ratings come out and the and the and the polls. We talked about that the other day. It's like they come out and they say all these things and everybody stands up and claps. And then the American people go to their grocery stores and they're like, God, I still can't afford anything. It's like it doesn't matter like what you say, people still know what's going. They know what's affecting affecting their actual lives. There's a white pill right there because all this stuff and all the propagandizing they've been doing on Twitter and everywhere else hasn't been working Mm -mm. at at all. You got the the worst, the worst numbers that uh, people like as far as are you better off than you were when when Biden took off. Imagine this when Biden took office. There's still like a lot of stuff shut down at that point. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There were still, imagine how many more people were dying from COVID at that point. And there's still, he's at the worst level of, are you better off than you were when I became president? The worst they've seen since starting that poll. Yeah. And he started at a time where like half a million people died from this new thing that was going on and people and lost crazy. their jobs and everything. Crazy because the economy apparently is strong. Mm-hmm. But at all these jobs, you know, inflation reduction is on its way. The economy, the record unemployment numbers, you know, they, everything's strong. Everything's, <clears throat> COVID's over. But somehow people will say that they were better off yeah. when and- he took office than they are right now. So yeah, it's all made up. It's all made up. All right, everyone. So what you can do is uh, don't let it affect you. All right. <laughs> and also tell your friends and your family. You know, I posted something last night that I thought was really important. I was talking to Lacey about the Sam Smith satanic dance mm. thing. And okay, it's pretty. Lacey was just like, well, that's kind of over the top, you know. And I was like, I agree. That's kind of over the top. She's Seemed like, a little gay. She was like, like, yeah, that dance is kind of gay. Yeah. No, that's not what she said yeah. at all. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. You just said it right then. Um, but I was, we were both like, I doubt he's actually worshiping Satan on stage or anything. This is just for people, for clicks and for plays. And also the people that are hanging out there last night, clapping and standing and clapping and sitting and standing and clapping and clapping and standing and sitting. They don't actually believe. It's all a performance for you. You're supposed to watch and see who's clapping and who isn't. Who did a good job? Who isn't? Biden's supposed to say all the stuff that they did, and you're not supposed to think about it one bit at all. Supposed to see that Kevin McCarthy sitting down when he talks about how we're going to give teachers a raise. You know, that's all it is. Yep. It's all fake. It's all a dog and pony show. You were just watching Mm -hmm. the performance and like these, all these people that on. TV, movies, television, politics, all that. They're just acting all the time. We're just, we're watching. You can decide to believe that you're really watching reality or realize that you're watching a reality TV show. And what can you do about it? Uh, you know, I think uh, sometimes I feel discouraged, you know, where it's like, you know, there's not much hope because the shit show is so far gone. But we have to remember that this is at the national level, and the best thing we can do um, where I find the most hope and courage when it comes to liberty is at the local level. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there are a lot of good things happening where people are fighting for your local liberty. Like we had the, the sheriffs in Illinois say they're not going to comply with mm-hmm. Illinois' assault mm-hmm. weapon ban, which I ch- is good. I checked, by the way, where we're from, uh, the county that we're from, 
said the same thing, yeah. said they're not going to do it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good news. You have a judge in Oklahoma who's saying that, you know, you can't, you can smoke Mary J and have a weapon still. Yeah. So those are like the, the things that are really important. And, um, you know, the thing I, I think I, we get upset the most about, I can speak for Nate on this too, is that the national, le- the, the way the national level affects everyone so much is with the economy. Mm-hmm. And that's what is most upsetting at the national scale. Whatever else he talks about, none of that actually matters because local liberty can solve that for you. The real problem is what they actually do to the economy that affects everyday people's paychecks, real lives, your purchasing power, how you how are you going to afford you know childcare, groceries, gas, whatever it is that you need that would be much more affordable and we'd be much richer and living way better lives if they would just get out of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing to me with national politics is how much control they have over the economy and how much they make it worse. It's the printing the money and the borrowing the money and, and yeah. destroying uh, and raising prices, doing mm-hmm. all that. Um, and you'll notice almost everything really we part. talk about, even in the speech, it all has to do with how it affects economics. It's, because without a doubt is the most important part of human flourishing or the lack thereof. It's more... It's economics. More important than war. It is. Just say that. Economics, bad economics, has killed more people. And a lot of wars have been fought over bad economics as well. I mean, uh, I think they estimate two to three hundred million people are either going to be starving or at least have food insecurity Mm -hmm. because of what we did during the pandemic by shutting economies down. It has such an impact. Um, So that's why we talk about those things the most because it really is the most important part of all of it. And you look at, um, you look at what's happening in China, you know, and, you know, we talk about the atrocities of the, you know, the 20th century and how communism killed like a hundred million people. It's like COVID (laughs) actually the response to COVID could kill three times as many people as what happened in communism. Mm-hmm. Because of bad government economic policies, the response to COVID is definitely going to kill more people than COVID. We know oh, that. Yeah, probably already has. Maybe already has. Yeah. Just maybe on continents where we don't count them. Yeah, I'm not saying. And, us, I, re- and saying I realize, and I do realize, the Earth, you know, has more people than it did back in the 20th century. So you're like, well, you like know, what percentage, percentage of people got killed? But but you're talking about human lives here. You know, a hundred million people, people. Innocent human beings. Like, just think about your brother or your sister or your mother or yourself, you know, being killed by bad economics. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Gross. All and, right, let's go home. And um, I just want to say that's why we talk about what we talk about and why it's so important. Ergonomics. Not ergonomics, yeah. sorry. All right. But this cup is erg- ergonomically correct. It is. It's good for your wrist. Mm -hmm. Fact check true. God does hate feds. Yeah, I talked. Maybe y'all haven't heard directly from God before. (laughs) When I talk, he responds. But Nate has. I have. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. I believe my own personal God, and my personal God hates feds. Yeah. All right. Sure as hell does. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't give a lick for him. It's not blasphemy if it's not intentional blasphemy, right? It's not. Okay. Making sure.
A joke is a joke. It's a joke. No matter how. He can take a joke. Yeah. All right? It's God. Yeah. Yeah. They even have to look up. I mean, technically, it's everywhere, right? <laughs> like, right there. It could be up. It could be that way. What direction is the earth even pointing right now? I don't be, know. He could be down, even. <sighs> yeah. All right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Go to GodHatesFeds.com. That's GodHatesFeds.com. Pick up the latest merch there. Um, we got some cool things coming. Mm-hmm. I know we've been talking about that. Like dogs hate feds. Dogs. They also, you talk to your you dog. Some, some dog sweaters. You talk to your dog about it. I talk mm-hmm. to my dogs about it. And they're like, yeah, we hate them feds. Mm-hmm. So godhatesfeds.com. Uh, we just had a, a, a cool call, a good call with someone recently. There's going to be a revamp to God Hates Feds. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming that way. So be on the lookout. And uh, when that launches, we will let you know. So GodHatesFeds.com. Go check it out. Also, um, you know who else hates Feds? It's the Feds Hater Club. Fed Haters Club. Sorry, the Fed Haters Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Feds do hate our club. And You're the, right. Yeah. This is the Fed Haters Club. It's a hate-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So go sign up for that at JoinGML.com. And then uh, follow or subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend, a family member, or a foe. See how I rhyme there? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Did you pick up on that? I did. Do all that. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.